Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Don't Stop Us Now. I'm Claire Hatton. And I'm Greta Thomas. This show is all about sharing inspiration, uplifting stories, and practical career advice from innovative, original thinking, and pioneering women from around the world. You can find us here every second week, or why not sign up at don'tstopusnow.co so you never miss a show. Plus, you'd make our day if you could rate or review us. It really gives us a boost in more ways than one. It sure does. Now it's time for this week's show. Hello, and welcome to one of our special how-to episodes. Now, if you're new to our show, well, firstly, welcome. And just so you know, our how-to episodes take a common career challenge, and then we, with the assistance of some of our incredibly stellar guests, help you sail through that challenge next time you encounter it, because we share lots of practical tips and tools. Indeed we do. And today, we're going to help you shine during a job interview. Job interviews are, you know, kind of up there in anxiety stakes, aren't they? Oh, Uh, yeah. Along with, um, I think, public speaking for most people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and perhaps... Interviews are even a bit more intimidating and pressurized because if this is your dream job and it's all going to come down to how well you do in one given hour of interview and if you're in front of one or a panel of people, that there is a high-pressure situation, my friend. God, now you put it like that. It sounds terrifying. (laughs) No, not really. But, you know, like all things you want to do well, preparation is the key here. And today, we're going to give you a taste of our proprietary framework we use to help coach people to excel in their interviews. Yeah, and that means we're going to talk about how you prepare, how you should position yourself and your messages, the importance of practicing before the real deal, and how you show up on the day. So let's get started. Great. Do you have an interview story or experience that really stands out for you? Yeah, look, I do actually. It's a classic one. It's one where I totally misread the situation. So there's a great example of I didn't think about it and prepare enough. I was really interested in this company and I'd been connected to a key decision maker there. This was some decades ago. I thought I was just meeting her for a casual, friendly, get to know you coffee but instead, it actually turned out to be a full-on job interview, and I really was woefully unprepared. And not only that, but we'd arranged to meet, at her suggestion, at a French cafe, and I think she'd ordered a croissant, so I did too. Now, croissants are messy, flaky things to eat. So there I was, trying to eat a flaky croissant and answer a barrage of questions that I just hadn't prepared for. It was a big lesson. How about you? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I'm not sure what you do about the croissant. <laughs> I think don't order one next don't time. Don't order one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, I've had lots of really interesting job 
interview experiences, if we're talking about ones that didn't go well, I actually had one a couple of years ago for a board position with a headhunter. No, actually, no, it wasn't with the headhunter. It was actually with a, a full group of people. Like often with boards, particularly around COVID, you'd have like seven or eight people on a Zoom, which mm. is pretty intimidating. And this was for a role that I wasn't completely convinced that I wanted. And I just hadn't prepared enough. Yeah. And I just heard myself waffling. Yeah, right. I was really annoyed with myself afterwards because I hate turning up and not doing a really good job because you never know mm. who's going to be in there. Well, that's right. Because even if the people in the panel are interviewing you for a particular job, who knows when you might meet those people again when you really want something. And yeah, that exactly. is key. Well, you know, let's dive deeper into preparation, which is the first of our vital steps. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of categories of preparation that you can do that you may not have thought about. And how much prep you do will obviously depend on how much time you have, lead time you have before the interview. We know some people apply for jobs, you know, just as you're saying, where you're not 100% sure you want it, but you kind of want to put your hat in the ring at least. But then if you don't prepare as much, there's a real downside, isn't there? Yeah, no, there really is. Because, you know, as I said, you just don't know who's going to be interviewing you and whether you're going to meet them in the future. And I'm afraid, you know, saying, you know, that old saying that's uh, first impressions count. Yeah. It really does matter. And so you really do want to try and put your best foot forward whenever possible. I think that's exactly right. You know, so here's the topics we recommend that you research, if you can, as part of your preparation beforehand. First, really look at the role description or whatever information they have shared about the candidate and the role that they're looking to fill. Figure out what are the key strengths in a person and what are the career experiences that they are looking for? Literally go through what they have shared and underline the key areas that you think are them articulating what they're really looking for. Also, make sure you ask the person who's booked you for the interview what you should expect. For example, ask them, you know, will it be one person or multiple people? Can, you know, who will I be being interviewed by? And then secondly, is it a straight kind of normal interview or am I likely to be given hypothetical scenarios to work through? It's really good to help you kind of know what you're going to expect once you're in the room. Yeah, no, that's really important because tech companies use a lot of hypothetical scenarios as part of their interviews. Yeah, and management consultancies do as well. Yeah. Another important prep and research area is the company or organization itself. You know, for example, has it had major challenges recently that have made the media or is it growing? Who are its key competitors? Anything you can find out about this organization gives you really valuable context and will really add to your credibility during the interview. And, you know, for example, if the organization and the company is listed on the stock exchange, then look for their annual reports and investor presentations. Yeah, can I actually share a yeah. practical example of yeah, yeah. that? I'm on the board of a fintech company. Yeah. And we're looking for a head of marketing. Now we're actually, we've been talking to various different companies who've been looking to invest or take over the company. Nothing is set in stone. So, you know, for some people that might be a bit of a worry if you're going for entering a, a volatile. That's right. Scenario. But we had, um, one person 
actually spoke to our chief people officer and said, oh, you know, I've heard that, you know, there might be a potential transaction. That sounds like it could be a really interesting opportunity for the brand, for example. You know, so she spun it in a really interesting way, having done her research. Yeah, makes a big difference. Yeah, it does. Yeah, totally. The third recommendation we have is that it's also good to understand how the industry sector that this organization is part of is faring. You know, is it heavily regulated by government? Is it under great environmental or sustainability pressure? Again, all really important context. And you can find this information out by, you know, obviously Googling, but also looking at industry press, research consultancy reports such as McKinsey are super useful. Mm. And finally, what can you find out about the people or the person who will be interviewing you? What's their role? What's their likely relationship to the person who'll be appointed to the job you're interviewing for? Is it your potential boss, for example? What's their background and how long have they been at the company? And, you know, what are their likely hot buttons? Like, you know, what do they care about? LinkedIn is your friend here. It's a really great tool. You can see what they've been posting about. You can see who they're connected to, what they follow. Yeah. And also where they've worked in the past in case you've got something in common somewhere along the lines. Yeah. Great tips for preparation and research. You know, so if you can do this, you will have the context and info you need to be prepared. You know, there's actually another secret weapon we have to share though, isn't there, Claire? Yeah, there is. Is because we've also spoken to key headhunters and recruiters and got the inside secrets on how to excel. Indeed. Here's Nick Fletcher, Managing Director in Australia for Russell Reynolds, sharing one of his key tips. If you really want to ensure success in a role, you don't want to walk into the client interview aspect of that, not having done the best you can to really understand their business and ideally had someone already go up to the client you're interviewing with and say I see you're interviewing Jane this afternoon I met her the other day she's super or I've got a friend who knows her she's super so if you if you think about how do I engineer a better understanding of this business or even sort of a make a connection that's closer to the person who's interviewing me you probably want to use LinkedIn or your own personal connection to find someone who works in that company who you can have a warm introduction to. You sit down with a coffee and just say, tell me about Google Australia. You know, tell me about structure. Tell me about leadership. Tell me about culture. And what you'll start to hear is you just get attuned to the business environment they're operating in, the language they are using around the business. And then you'll be much more comfortable when you walk into that interview to use that language again. That really was gold, that tip from Nick, wasn't it? And, you know, Russell Reynolds is a top-end search firm. So, yeah, you've really heard it from the inside there, folks. Yeah, absolutely. Now, it's not always going to be possible, but if you can make it happen, it's so, so powerful. Yeah, that's for sure. No, well, that's truly nailing your preparation and research for the interview done. Let's move on now to another important area, which is how you position yourself within the interview. You know, with all that research you've done, you should have learned enough now to be able to think about what parts of your experiences and achievements will be most relevant here 
And which of your strengths do you want to highlight? Start crafting key messages about the relevant parts of your career experiences and specific stories that you think they'll find most attractive based on all your analysis that you've done of the role description or info they've shared. Yeah, this is so important. You know, when you're doing this, keep referring back to the role description to make sure you're landing on the points that they make. Use their language. Hmm. Really come up with some great examples of times when you've had to do the things they're asking the candidate to do. Absolutely. And here's another golden tip, and it comes from a seasoned in-house recruiter for major tech companies. Catriona Staunton is Director of People Operations at Improbable in the UK and also used to work at Google and Atlassian, and you've worked with her, haven't you? I have indeed. Yeah. So here's Catriona on her tip for how you position yourself. What I generally encourage is to think about why this company role team is the perfect next step in your journey and then, you know, really create a story that you can talk to around that. So many people are kind of just, you know, land, are landed where they are in their career right now. But actually, if, if you kind of encourage them to create a story as to all of the moves that they've made, not to make anything up, but actually just to tie all the pieces together to make it easy for someone to understand. Yeah. Then it's a lot easier for the, the hiring manager to see, yeah, I can see how this person actually wants to come here for the challenge. They'll, you know, fit well in, in the role because they're doing something new, but they're bringing this skill set. And so I think for me, that, that's the main thing. It's, it's the employee's motivations, but also why this is the right thing. This is such great advice from Katriona, isn't it? Yeah. Now, our third key step we're sharing today to help you ace your next job interview is, not surprisingly, to practice out loud answering some of the questions you think you'll be asked and ensuring you use the key messages and relevant experience examples you've hopefully prepared and thought of in advance. Yeah. It's so important if you want to do really well to have a dry run or a rehearsal with someone that you can trust. And ideally they've got a bit of a feel for, you know, the organization or the role type function so that they can listen to you um, and give you sort of feedback on the substance as well as the style. Yeah, it totally is. Now, a key reason we urge you to do a practice interview with someone is that there are real chances that you may be underselling yourself or you might, without realizing it, be qualifying what you say and how you say it. So you need someone independent to hear how you articulate your answers so they can potentially pick up all those kinds of underselling points and make great suggestions to help you share your experience and credentials in the best possible light. Yeah. And when we say that, we don't mean exaggerate or be dishonest, just the opposite. What we do mean is sell yourself confidently and appropriately. All the data shows that women often undersell their achievements. So an interview is not the time to be modest and a friend can help make sure you keep undue modesty at bay for the interview. Yeah, it's so important. Now, another thing, if your interview happens to be virtual, 
then do practice beforehand with the technology and lighting as well. And ideally with someone so that they can make sure that your tech's working and that they can see you and hear you clearly and that the framing you've got of yourself is good. And so that, you know, for example, your face isn't in shadow or they kind of watch you rehearse your answers virtually and and say, oh, actually your eyes were kind of looking in a weird spot. It must be where your camera is, but it looks really weird from my perspective. Things like that, very helpful. Yeah, that's a great point. In fact, I had one of my coaches video herself last week yeah. and send it to me. Oh, brilliant. I mean, it was great because firstly, I could give her feedback. Yeah. And secondly, she could see herself. That's actually really important because when you can see yourself, you can see if your posture is bad or you can see if your eyes are wandering or, you know, whatever yeah. it is. So now once you've practiced and made any tweaks that you need to, it's time for the big day. And this is all about ensuring you show up right. So things to think about. Are you dressed appropriately? If you can't ask someone you know about the style for that company, you know, e.g., how casual are they? To be honest, if you arrive at a tech company wearing a suit, you're going to look a bit strange. Yeah. Because most of them will be wearing jeans. Yeah. And, you know, nice yeah. shirt. Smart casual, I guess. Yeah. So, but if you don't know how casual it is, do scooter overdressing and looking smarter, not underdressing. Absolutely. Now, it sounds obvious, but make sure that you're at least five minutes early to the interview if it's in person. Because you want to allow plenty of time to get there. I know. I've had a few scary moments in my time when I thought I'd left enough travel time, but for whatever reason, in the end, I only had a bit to spare. And you do not want to be hyperventilating just before you go in. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> seriously stressful, you know, and you'd be sweating as well. That's no good. Yeah. Now, just before you go into the room, it can help to do a power pose if, you know, probably want to do it discreetly. Yeah. Maybe go into the bathrooms or something. You know, remember Amy Cuddy's TED Talk and her research, you know, where you hold an expansive kind of Wonder Woman style pose for uh, 120 seconds and that will make you feel more confident. Now, yeah. we'll, we'll put that TED Talk in the show notes. Yep. Yeah. Good idea. The other thing to do before you enter the interview room is to take some slow, deep breaths. This really helps calm your nerves and actually helps reduce cortisol, which is the stress hormone in your body. And it also allows you to think more clearly. And we all need to do that because you have to be thinking on your feet. And then when you first enter the room, remember to do so confidently and greet the people who are there confidently and smile at them, have eye contact with them. You know, be human, have a bit of small talk. That can be really good too. Yes, yeah, so important small talk. Then of course, your posture is absolutely key once you're in the room as well. Avoid hunching over or crossing your arms or doing a nervous fidget and then have an open expansive posture while you're sitting and know that it's normal and actually good to feel a bit nervous. Just be sure to keep breathing and a big thing to watch out for here is not to talk for too long. You know, answer a question and then be prepared to stop after a few minutes don't keep waffling on. You know, that's a common way people trip themselves up, particularly when they're nervous, yeah. by talking for too long and ending up repeating themselves or saying something that's less sharp and on point. Be okay with saying what you've said and stopping after a few minutes and saying confidently silent until you're asked another question. 
Yeah, and it's it's really can be very hard to do when you are in that sort of, you know, fairly intimidating scenario of an interview. We all like to fill the silence. Don't. It really doesn't help you. Now, the final thing we'd say about the interview is to enjoy it and be fully present. After all, whilst they're interviewing you, you are also wanting to interview and get a feel for them in the sense of, you know, it's going to be your choice whether you accept a role if you're successful with them. So, you know, just remember that this is a two-way street. And so the other thing is to be really present and listen carefully to everything you're asked. And being fully present means that if you start to hear your inner critic, your voice speak to you during the interview. You know, Claire, you mentioned earlier that you could hear yourself waffling. You don't want to listen like that and say, I'm waffling because it takes you out of the present, fully being present moment and you start to judge yourself. You, yeah, that it, was, that was the problem. I was judging yeah. myself. And what happens yeah. is that is then your inner critic or your evil DJ, as we like to call it. And I have been in situations where the minute you start to listen or allow your evil DJ to get some oxygen in the room and you start saying to yourself, oh, that person didn't like me, you know, what about that facial expression? You are gone. You must <laughs> so block true. out that voice. You do not let yourself think and hear your own inner critic because it means you're not present and you're not in the room listening to them and breathing. It's hard, but you must interrupt those thoughts and breathe. If you need to say something, then just silently to yourself say, I've got this, I've done the prep, and I've got this. Couldn't agree more. Finally, make sure you have one or two good questions to ask them when you're invited to ask questions. Yeah. You know, make sure that your first question isn't about money. That's for sure. Not, yeah. Preferably not at all if Preferably it's the not first at all. Definitely, yeah, definitely not. That needs to come towards the end. The best questions are either related to learning more about the role or the company, such as, you know, what's the biggest challenge you see for this role? Or something like, how would you describe the culture at your company? Yeah, they're great questions. What I love about the, uh, you know, what do you think are the biggest challenges that this role will face? What I love about that is if this is just the first interview of a couple more, they might reveal some really great nuggets to you when they answer that question that will really help you prepare even more on point answers the next time around. Totally. Now, when the interview is over, it's a good idea to do a follow-up email to the person you've been liaising with who booked you at the very least to sort of thank them and and or their colleagues for the the time and perhaps add a comment such as you know you're if it's true you're even more excited by the role now you've learnt more and all those kind of things. So to summarize what we've covered today, preparation and research really are key for you to be able to hit the hot buttons you'll want to in order to sell yourself effectively. And as part of selling yourself, the next stage after preparation and research is crafting your key messages and your story for why you are right for the job and why the job is right for you. The third part is practicing and role-playing an interview with someone you trust or recording it and getting some friendly feedback where it all possible. And finally, Being present and mindful of how you're showing up in the interview itself, silencing that inner critic and continuing to take deep breaths to help keep the nerves at bay will all serve you really tremendously. Precisely. 
Well, that's this episode done and dusted. We really hope that this has given you some great tips and tools or reminders to help you pursue that dream job. If you'd like to learn more from our vault of useful information on this topic and also hear more insiders with our collection of conversations with top headhunters and recruiters, then let us know. If you would be interested, perhaps uh, in a maybe a, an online course, just message us on LinkedIn and we can look to see where we take it from here. Absolutely. In the meantime, we hope that all we've outlined today will really help you shine and be at your very best the next time you have an interview. And good luck if you happen to have one coming up soon. Stay tuned for our next episode when we speak with an innovator who's passionate about helping women spend more time really thinking about what matters to them in future and mapping out a healthy, meaningful and connected future. How good does that sound? Pretty good. Yeah. So before then, stay safe, have a great week and take care. Ciao for now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.